Hello and welcome back to Painting the Corners. Johnny and Logan here with you again. And welcome to our 2023 MLB season predictions episode. We're going to get you standings predictions, awards predictions, crazy predictions that don't fall under any category. And uh, yeah, get you prepped for the season. We're obviously super excited. Opening day right around the corner. And uh, we can't wait to get into it. So, 2023, another season coming up on the horizon. Last year was a blast, of course, as always. This year, thankfully, no lockout to worry about, no COVID to worry about. Just a normal offseason heading into another spectacular baseball season. Lots and lots of storylines, as always. Um, We'll get into it as we break down each division and each team. But let's start it off with the standings. Logan, give me your division and wildcard winners. Who's going to dance? Okay, Johnny, and we are going to reverse the East Coast bias here at PTC Pod, per usual, and start with the National League. And might as well reverse the order as well. We'll go bottom to top here. Let's start with the NL West, the best division in baseball, and I say that only because we are Padre fans. But it is a pretty good division, and there's some sneaky good teams here for sure. But let me tell you what I got here in the NL West. And I'll I'll start with the fifth-placed Colorado Rockies. I feel like that's a pretty safe bet. Um, Their owner is shooting for mediocrity. He he wants to be a 500 team, so uh, I don't think they'll quite get there, so they'll be fifth place for me. Coming in fourth place, uh, could be a little debate here between three and four. I do have the San Francisco Giants. Uh, not impressed by what they're going to throw out there on the field, especially at the plate. Third place, then, of course, means it's going to be the Diamondbacks. Uh, really young, exciting club, and I have a lot more to talk about them later on in the episode. Coming in at the second place spot for the first time, trailing the new first place team. That is the Dodgers, meaning I do have the San Diego Padres making the jump this year to first place in the National League West. So from top to bottom, I got Padres, Dodgers, Diamondbacks, Giants, then Rockies. Coming in for the NL Central. Again, I'll start here at the bottom. I think the Cincinnati Reds are the worst team in this division. And in fourth place, I have the Pittsburgh Pirates. Only real difference between the two, the Pirates have some major league players on the field. The Reds don't have as many. Coming in at third, I think this is pretty obvious. Some people like this team a lot. I'm not super high on them. That's the Chicago Cubs. Second place, I have the Milwaukee Brewers. And in first place, the St. Louis Cardinals. Team that's just been there, done that enough times. Proven to me that they can last that 162 better than that of the Brewers. So again, I got Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, Pirates, and Reds. Now the NL East could be the best division in baseball. They've got an elite top three. But coming in in last place is pretty obvious. It's going to be the Washington Nationals. Not too much of an argument from anyone there. It'd be shocking to see anything other than that. Fourth place, kind of the same thing. You'd like to see them succeed, but it's just going to be tough for them in this division. That's the Miami Marlins. Here is where I think some of the debate's going to come. And this might be my quote-unquote bold prediction of the uh, standings. This is where I have the New York Mets 
at third place in this division. Coming in at second, I have the Philadelphia Phillies, and then first place, the Atlanta Braves. So I go Braves, Phillies, Mets, Marlins, Nationals. So to quickly kind of give you my playoff picture, I it runs down like this. I got the Braves with the number one overall seed, followed by the Padres. Obviously, that means the number three seed would be the division-winning Cardinals. The two wildcard teams for me, excuse me, the three wildcard teams, I shouldn't forget that, are the Los Angeles Dodgers, Philadelphia Phillies, and yes, the New York Mets. It's a pretty top-heavy league, and those are the top six teams, and I'd be surprised to see it any other way. But I do think the Diamondbacks and Brewers could make things a little bit interesting if one of these teams has a rough couple months somewhere in the season. But that's what I got for the National League. Johnny, I'm going to send it over to you. Let's see what we either agree or disagree with here. All right. Well, we got issues because uh, because we don't have issues. We almost exactly agreed, uh, and that's not good podcast production. Um, <laughs> we should have talked have beforehand and made sure that we disagreed on things. Um, so I'm going to be pounding the table for my one difference from you. Um I'll just get it off, I mean, right out of the way. There's no suspense necessary. NL Central and NL East, I had exactly the same as you. I thought I was going to be bold with my Mets prediction in third place. Um, That's not to say I think the Mets are actually that bad. I think those teams are all within five wins of each other, probably. I I think the the Braves have a little bit of an advantage for first place, but between the Phillies and the Mets, got to be pretty close there. Yeah, the NL Central really seems pretty chalky here. There's seems like maybe the only debate is fourth and fifth. Everyone else is pretty, you know, you can see a you can see a pretty big gap between the teams there. And then the West, yeah, really the the debate you could debate Padres Dodgers for sure for first place, and then Giants and Diamondbacks. That's the only difference I have. I've got the Diamondbacks in fourth, Giants in third. Um, I think it takes the young Diamondbacks a little bit more time to develop than we're all giving them credit for. I think Carol, Thomas, etc. the young guys take a little bit longer to gel and get accustomed to the major leagues than we're thinking. Um, and I think the Giants experience, they have a decent pitching staff. You know, Logan Webb's going to hold down that rotation, made some signings, Conforto, Hanniger, Jock in the outfield. Um, Going to be a decent team, and I think that staves off the Diamondbacks. I don't think either of those teams um, is in playoff contention, however. And so, yeah, therefore, I have the same playoff picture as you. Padres, Cardinals, Bra- uh, Braves, excuse me, winning the divisions. Dodgers, Phillies, Mets coming in with those wild card spots. Um, yeah, that's uh, really unfortunate there. Hopefully, we have some differences in the AL. Yeah, I hope so, too. And... You know what? With that said, Johnny, you want to give me your AL predictions, and like you said, hopefully, hopefully we're not the exact same again. But we'll have all to right, I'll go that. first. I'll give you time to change your answers. <laughs> um, Thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> in the AL West, in fifth place, to no one's surprise, we've got the Oakland Athletics, soon to be Las Vegas Athletics, and coming in in fourth place, to maybe some people's mild surprise, I have the Texas Rangers. I don't think their billion-dollar outlays in the free agent market over the last couple of seasons will propel them up the standings. Um, I think there's too much injury risk in their starting rotation. I don't really like their lineup construction. I think Seager and Simeon are still the only two um, 
stars in that lineup. I don't really like, you know, Adolius Garcia, Brad Miller, etc. Um, Jace Young. I don't know if they're going to all take steps forward. So I've still got the Rangers in fourth. In third, I've got the Angels. Um, you know, really don't see them leapfrogging the top two teams. And then, yeah, second place, Seattle. First place, Houston. Uh, seems like a pretty standard prediction for this division. I don't know. Hopefully you'll see it differently. AL Central. I've got Detroit in the cellar with Kansas City probably a couple games ahead of them. Um, I like a few of the rookies on the KC squad more than Detroit, although neither team has any pitching whatsoever. Um, I got the Chicago White Sox in third. I debated putting them in second, but I just really don't think this team has an identity right now. There's no Jose Abreu anymore. They've missed the playoffs um, the last couple years. So I don't think they're in a great place right now. I do not like the White Sox this year. In second place, I've got the Minnesota Twins, and that means in first place, I've got the Guardians repeating as AL Central champs. Okay, in the East, probably the other contender for best division in baseball. This one, I think I'm going to go a little bit off the rails, um, hopefully. Hopefully you didn't also do the same bold predictions. Um, I've got the Baltimore Orioles in last place. I think they played a little bit over their means last year. Uh, I think they're going to come back down to earth, especially on the pitching side. I think their pitching is taking a huge step back. Um, I can see Logan making frustrated noises in the background, so I think he also picked the Baltimore Orioles in last place. But we're going to move on. Uh, That means the Red Sox are in fourth. I think they're actually not as bad as Boston media thinks, which is usually the case. I think they actually did enough this offseason to offset the Bogarts departure. I think Yoshida is going to be fine. Casas is going to be solid. Um, yeah, and their pitching is going to be enough to, uh, to keep them out of the cellar. In third place, maybe an even bolder prediction, actually. I've got the Toronto Blue Jays sliding all the way to third place in this stacked division. I do not believe in their pitching staff. I've said this before on pod, I believe. Um, I don't think Gosman's an ace. I don't think Manoa is going to keep up his success from the past two years. I don't believe in the back of the rotation, although Kikuchi looked really good this spring. So I am not entirely sold on the Blue Jays. Obviously, they are a great team, and their offense can certainly propel them into the playoffs. But... um, I think if I see a weakness there, it's it's that pitching, um, and I think it's enough that I can put them at third place. Um, that means in second place, I have the Tampa Bay Rays. I, I am predicting a big season out of them, but not big enough to surpass the Yankees. Um, so I've got them in second place. You know, classic Rays season. They're actually going to have a solid starting staff of, like, actual starting pitchers this year, so we'll see how that works out. Um, The offense is a bit of a question mark, but um, I think they're going to surprise some people. Not really on anybody's radar this year, so I have the Rays coming in in second. Yankees obviously in first. Still a pretty big powerhouse. Judge, you know, primed for another big year. Pitching staff is already in shambles, but should, you know, piece itself back together um, before too long. So, 
yeah, that's my standings predictions. In terms of playoffs, I got Houston, Cleveland, and New York winning the divisions. And then in wild card position, I'm going to say Seattle, Tampa Bay, and then the decision between the Angels, Twins, and Toronto Blue Jays. I'm actually going to give it to the Angels. Um, why? Can't tell you. Um, weird things happen in baseball, and uh, I'm picking the Angels. So go Trout. Yeah, it's what we all want, right? We want Shohei and Trout to be in the playoffs. We saw how exciting it was for them to face off in the WBC um, for that storybook ending there. So, yeah, fun stuff there. Um, I do have good news, Johnny. Yes. We are getting dangerously close to having the same thing, but you dropped the bombshell there in the AL East, um, the second one, at least, in my eyes, and that changed some things up. And believe it or not, our playoff picture will be different, too, which is exciting. So at least we have something a little different. Um, Because, yeah, my AL West and AL Central is pretty much identical to you, other than I flip-flopped the Tigers and Royals. Um, And that was just the sole fact that I think the the Tigers rookies and young guys are actually going to have a good year finally. So... But that's no no need to spend time on that. Come AL East, though, I put Baltimore in last and in Boston in fourth for the exact same reason you did. And so I, at that point, I was thinking, you've got to be kidding me. But then you flip-flop Toronto and Tampa Bay on me. And I don't know. I don't have a great reason other than I don't love the offense because I think the pitching staff on paper looks pretty good for Tampa Bay. I'm not high on Tampa Bay this year. And it's... A lot of it's a little bit of my gut, but I just don't think that they... I just have a feeling that this is the year that they're going to miss the playoffs. And I'm going to go with that and run with it. Because I have Toronto in second and the Yankees in first. So my playoff picture differs because I don't have Tampa Bay. And instead of them, I have Toronto. But I do have the Angels. And it's the same thing. I don't know why. I think Tampa Bay is a better team, but I just think the Angels... There's. The baseball gods have been shining down this offseason, in my opinion. Yeah. And I feel like this is finally the year. Things are going right. I got to give props to Manfred, even though I don't really think it's him making a lot of the decisions. They've been doing things right. I just feel like this is the year that stuff is going to go right, and we're going to get to see the Angels. And I think Tampa Bay misses. They're going to have to because I don't think any of the other teams are going to be worse than them personally. So, yeah, that's going to be our main difference for the standings and playoff predictions. Um, so at least we got a little bit of excitement. Now, Johnny, the one other thing we got to talk about with all this, though, who's going to be in the World Series and who do you have coming out on top? All right. I promise I wrote this down before you said all that, um, because it kind of looks like I, you know, I'm just doing this to be mean to you. Um, Tampa Bay Rays over San Diego Padres in the World Series. Wow. I think... Their pitching is going to carry in the playoffs. I think somebody random like Isak Paredes is going to hit like eight home runs in a series. And I think they're just going to go all the way. I think they're flying way under the radar, even more so than they did in 2020. 2020, they had like the best record in baseball. I think they're just going to kind of sneak into the playoffs, you know, five seed, six seed. They're just going to meander their way through and uh, boom, before you know it, win the World Series. Wow, that is definitely bold because I obviously don't have them making the playoffs. So that is, <laughs> we could be more polar opposite um, unless I had the A's <laughs> or something. But um, yeah, that's crazy. So for me, 
Um, I too have the Padres making it as well. Um, I'm sure it's a little bit of bias from both of us, but at the same time, we've seen enough national people predict it. National people predict it that I don't think it's far fetched by any means. And then I have the team that they're going to be playing as probably the most fundamentally sound team that we're going to see this year. Um, that's the Houston Astros. They know how to pitch. All those pitchers in that staff are proven in the playoffs, some of them even in the WBC. Like we see that they're just good in the playoffs. And I love the lineup. They made improvements to the lineup by getting Jose Abreu. So I always like that from a World Series champion, seeing improvements. And the rotation, um, while it may not be better because you're missing Verlander, it can't really get too much worse in the playoffs because Verlander wasn't that impactful for the most part besides his one outing. So for me, I had the Astros coming through that that side of the uh, the bracket. But I do have this being the first year that the San Diego Padres Let's go. You call me biased. I don't care. Padres are winning in seven, baby. That's all I got to say. No doubt about it. Very nice. And if you missed our Padres uh, season preview episode, you can go head on over there right now for all of our even more biased Padres content. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I got to say on paper, it's the Astros by a mile in the AL. Um, I mean, maybe not a mile. The Yankees are strong too, but the Yankees offense outside of judge is not spectacular. Their pitching outside of Cole is not spectacular, especially with the injuries that have come down. Um, it just, ah, the Astros are so deep. Um, and it's just, it's in that, that area now where it's too boring to talk about them because they're so good in every, every aspect. So sorry, Astros fans, but not sorry because you've been like, you know, the best team in baseball for the last six years. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. They're certified dynasty feels like it's going to be, it's going to happen pretty soon though with this team because they've, they've made it enough times now where they make it a couple more times to that world series. They're, they're just plowing through the American league at yep. this point. So, Yep. Um, with all that said, Johnny, I think it's time to do our MVP Cy Young and Rookie of the Year predictions. And let's start off with the Rookie of the Year. Probably the most challenging to predict at times oh, yeah. because we've seen guys have really good rookie years and that doesn't mean that they're a top prospect by any means. Um, and I definitely spent the most time figuring this one out on my own. So... Who did you come out as the two Rookie of the Years for both the American League and National League, Johnny? All right. In the National League, my Rookie of the Year, a um, bit of a surprise pick, I'd say. Uh, I've got Miguel Vargas over the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, and this is somewhat of an insider pick. I do have uh, some sources, you might say, uh, that tell me that the Dodgers front office is really high on this guy um, and that he has great work I think He's really... Uh, into it. He was the guy, if you remember, who was starting spring training games and was not allowed to swing and walked like four times in eight at bats, <laughs> which was. What an eye. Yeah, which is funny. Uh, but yeah, Vargas, um, middle infielder, he's going to get a lot of time in that Dodgers lineup because of the Lux injury, unfortunately. Um, but that's going to give him some big opportunity to get in there. And, you know, as we know with Rookie of the Year, a lot of times it's just decided by who plays the most um, because a lot of times rookies just don't get the playing time. So I got Vargas in the NL for the Dodgers. 
In the AL, uh, picking against the spread a little bit, you know, there's a lot of talk about uh, the Orioles guys. Um, I'm going to go with Tristan Casas, probably the second, you know, favorite on his team after Yoshida. We haven't seen too much great immediate success from uh, NPB and KBO transfers over the last few years. You just think of Hassan Kim, Seiya Suzuki, guys that take a little bit of time to um, uh, adjust to the new league. So I'm going to have Casas winning it for the Red Sox, um, I guess as part of their push to fourth place in the AL East. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those are my picks for Rookie of the Year. How about you? You know, I like both of those picks. Both of those guys I actually considered as well. Um, probably were top three in my mind at one point. Um, and I think it's funny you say that about the Red Sox and the Orioles because I kind of was thinking along those lines when I was doing my standings predictions that those two rookies for Boston would be impactful mm-hmm. and the Baltimore rookies wouldn't have the year that we're all hyping it up to be. And that's kind of why the, the I put Baltimore in fifth and Boston in fourth. So, um, But yeah, as for the rookie of the year in the National League, I went with a super the under the radar guy I feel like and this is pretty much because I've seen this guy pitch numerous times and every time he pitches he shoves and he doesn't just Logan Parker yeah (laughs) sure um (laughs) he doesn't just get outs he gets K's and he attacks the zone and that is Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Brandon Fat. this guy is ridiculously good i saw him in spring training k8 padres um obviously not the real lineup but it was still some of the guys in there that i've seen i've seen him pitch before i'm at the major league level last year when he got a little bit of a a cup of coffee this guy's legit and i'm really excited to see how much he's going to fly under the radar with this arizona diamondbacks team because you obviously got the main guys like corbin carroll's and the gabriel moreno guys who um are going to be highlighting that young team. Um, but I really think that this kid is going to have a breakout year. And I think he's going to be that surprise rookie of the year that no one was talking about and, and ends up putting up really, really good numbers in that, in that Diamondbacks rotation. The crazy thing is he shoved in spring and the Diamondbacks did not put him on the roster, which was mm. shocking. Um, and I was looking this up because I was like, am I missing something here? And no, it, it shocked a lot of people too in the Diamondbacks world as well. So to me, this is an instance where he's the next guy getting called up. It pretty much is a guarantee. He's going to get called up the second someone goes down or the second they need another starting pitcher. And I don't think that he's going to let it go. I think he stays in that rotation for the entirety of the season at that point and just puts up dog numbers. So that's my prediction for National League Rookie of the Year. As for American League Rookie of the Year, Johnny, you mentioned him. And it is teammates with your prediction, but I do think Masataka Yoshida is the one to get over that hump and dominating as a rookie. You know, we saw him just the other day. He had a 420-foot bomb in spring training. He obviously played in the WBC as well, had some success there. I think he's ready. I think he looks like the type of guy who has the power potential to put up the home run numbers you want to see out of a good rookie, plus the bat-to-ball skills that are better than Seiya's. That's why I think he's a little bit better than him in a better position. I like where he's going to be at Fenway. I think he's going to pepper that left field wall and get a lot of singles and doubles that way as well. So, yeah, I'm going to go Masataka Yoshida. Um, interestingly enough, we both have Red Sox, like I mentioned, so that'll be 
an interesting team to watch for sure. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, no, the uh, probably odds on favorites in the NL would be Carroll and uh, Jordan Walker of the Cardinals. I almost put Walker in. Um, I do have the Cardinals winning the Central, as do you. But um, yeah, Carroll, as I said, I mean, gosh, we, we watched that guy in spring training. Holy cow, he's fast. Yeah. Um, and he's got the on-base skills and the bat-to-ball skills to put it to good use. So I don't think either of us would be surprised if he goes off and wins Rookie of the Year. But um, we're trying to make it a little interesting here, get some get some under-the-radar picks. Yeah, and with Jordan Walker, it was the same thing with me too. I was very close to putting him on. I'm just concerned about where he's going to play because I know he's on the Major yeah. League roster, but they have a lot of guys that already are in that infield and, and guys who can play infield and quarter outfield. They're very versatile, the Cardinals are, with solid players. So I just don't know if unless there's a major injury that he's going to get the ABs that he needs to really be considered a strong rookie of the year candidate. And you need consistency as a rookie. We've seen that a lot of times guys who don't play every day, it can be tough, especially your rookie year. So just kind of wanted to throw that out there as well. I think Jordan Walker. Yeah. Is probably I mean, the best you, you can't play him over, over international superstar, Lars <laughs> Nukbar. <laughs> exactly. That would be crazy. Uh, next up. Let's cover the Cy Young slogan. Who is going to dominate on the bump this year? Yeah, this one was pretty tough as well. MVP for me was pretty easy, but I will say Cy Young was tougher. Um, and you know, I'll start with the uh, excuse me. I'll start with the National League here, and <laughs> believe it or not, I'm going to go another Arizona Diamondback here. And I'm going to go Zach Gallen. This guy what? was elite in the second half, and. It's Dude, something. how many awards can a fourth place team win? Third place team, actually. You got to put them in like second place if they got the rookie of the year and the Cy Young. No, I, I have my my defenses here. I think that they're going to be probably the seventh best team in the National League. But the Diamondbacks with Zach Gallen shoving um, as a just elite elite pitcher. We've seen what he can do. Um, and I think this is the year that he's going to put it together from start to finish and stay healthy. So for me, I went with Zach Gallen. Um, and then the American League, this one was really tough because, I don't know, I kind of realized that there isn't as much good pitching in the uh, American League as there is National League. Or at least that's kind of what I felt like it was the case. I could be wrong, but um, I ended up going with Shane Bieber here. Uh, I just felt like you know Cleveland is going to be an under-the-radar team just because of who they are in the division they're in, but... He's just going to have a really solid year, and I see a lot of up and down from a lot of the other, you know, top pitchers over there in the Rodons and the uh, Garrett Coles and you know the Alec Manoas and what it be. So I went with uh, Shane Bieber there. All right, I like that pick. I like that pick. I definitely considered Bieber too, um, but in the AL, I ended up going with Luis Castillo mm. um, of the Mariners. Now, I don't know. I mean. There's so many guys that you could see winning this, and it's really hard to find somebody who you, you really believe is going to win it. Um, but yeah, I'm going with Castillo. The NL was even tougher for me. Um, a lot of choices, but I don't know. I you know you could pick one of the Braves guys, Freed Strider. I don't really believe that Strider is going to go the whole year with his two pitch mix. Um, Freed, I don't think has quite the strikeout stuff that you want to see these days. Um, Aaron Nola has been a sexy pick. I 
don't really love his profile. You know, the Padres guys are good, top three, but I don't think the three of them really, like, they're all good, but I don't think they're Cy Young caliber. St. Louis wins the division, but they don't really have any top flight starters either. Um, so I was kind of looking down the list. I couldn't pick a Dodger, obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I already picked one for rookie of the year. I can't go for two. Nah. Um, and so I ended up going with Zach Wheeler for Cy Young. He finished second, finished runner up in 2021. I think a lot of people forget that because he didn't have quite as good a year last year, but he's definitely got the upside. Um, should be healthy this year. And I think ready to lead the Phils back to the playoffs. So, yeah, I got Zach Wheeler and Luis Castillo. I like that. I like that. I was pretty set on Gallon, so I didn't spend too much time thinking um, who, anyone else in the National League. But I will say in the American League, I was so close to writing down Luis Castillo's name as my prediction. I like that one a lot. Um, I can definitely see that. It's sort of a really boring episode. I know. We <laughs> okay. MVPs. MVPs. Yeah, this one was easy for me. I have to be honest with you. I don't know how you can pick anyone else in the American League because if healthy, I don't think it's possible to have a better year than him. I know we saw it technically last year, but can you really count on someone else having an Aaron Judge season like that? I don't know. So I went with Shohei Otani. And then in the National League, I don't really feel like this is too much bias of a pick here. I went with Juan Soto. I mean, he's got to break out. We've seen how good he's doing in spring training. He looks, and at the WBC for that matter, he looks locked in compared to what we've seen in the last couple years even, maybe in his entire career, given the lineup protection. So I went with Shohei Otani and Juan Soto. Kind of went against some of the bolder predictions that I had been making. Um, so I'm interested to see if you went bold here or kind of stuck to the to the usual crew. I didn't go super bold. Um, I mean, I, I basically, you know, if this was – two years ago or three years ago. This is like the least bold pick of all time. Um, I'm going with Trout. I think he's kind of, for a couple reasons. First of all, he got a taste of the glory in the WBC. Kind of lit that fire under him. Um, I think he's going to be really motivated this year. I think he is healthy. He's got a better lineup around him. He's more motivated. He can really see, you know, he said before, yeah, you know, got to get back to the playoffs. But now I think he can actually see the path this year. I think he can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I think he's going to be super motivated. I think he's going to go off this year. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to Shohei. You know, I obviously I hope that he stays healthy and I hope that he dominates um, just for the good of the sport. But you never know. Um, maybe Trout will hit 70 homers and then even, even Shohei can't win it. Um, but yeah, I got Trout in the AL. And in the NL, you were talking about a guy in Juan Soto who looked great in the WBC. I'm going to pick the guy who looked even more locked in in the WBC, and that is Trey Turner, the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, I've got a Philly winning MVP and Cy Young, which wow. somehow still isn't enough to beat the Braves. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's got the power that he showed in the WBC and still in spring training. He can't stop hitting homers. I think that carries over. I think his speed is going to be huge this year with the new rules. He might steal 30, 40, 50 bases. Um, and I think that could be the deciding factor in his MVP case. Yeah, I like both of those picks. Yeah, Turner looks ridiculous right now. And um, 
yeah, I like the trout selection there as well. So we got one more thing to go over now. We got our I don't know if you want to call it bold prediction or crazy prediction, but we will each wanted to come up with something this year that isn't just a stereotypical division winner or award winner, some crazy nuance that's going to happen this year in the game. And so with that said, Johnny, what did you come up with as your crazy thing that's going to happen in the 2023 MLB season? Yeah, this just came to me um, a couple days ago in spring training, I think. I saw the video of Jordan Hicks throwing 105 in spring training, uh, which is just unreal. Uh, we all know what Ben Joyce did for the Tennessee Volunteers and then you know last year in the Angels system, throwing 105 in a college game. I saw him pitch live, actually, in spring training. That was pretty cool. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the velocity record is in jeopardy. I think someone's going to throw a ball at 106 miles an hour this year, throw a pitch at 106 miles an hour this year. The StatCast record is currently 105.1 from Aroldis Chapman back in 2015. So, yeah, I think that's going down this year. I think we're going to see a 106 on the radar gun. Now, are we going to see a 106 pure, or are we going to see 105.5 rounded up to 106? I'm gonna, I'm saying 106 all the way. I don't know who it's going to be. Could be Duran of the of the Twins. Could be could be Joyce once he gets called up. Could be uh, our boy Jordan Hicks. But I think it's going to happen. I think the velocity record is going down. I can tell you who will not be breaking it. That's Sergio Romo. He will not <laughs> come anywhere close to that. But no, I mean in all seriousness, I like that. I like that. That'd be super sick to see. Obviously, so wait and see on that. Of course, but. Yeah, I could see any of those guys doing it for sure. Hicks, he feels like the the obvious choice. Um, Hopefully he stays healthy, of course. Yeah. But that, I guess, means it's my turn to make my bold prediction. (laughs) And, okay, I have to go into this and and maybe explain a little bit more of my standings predictions here um, because I am riding this Diamondbacks train. And I know I don't have them making the playoffs, but you have to see see why I don't because – in the division, they're not going to be better than the Padres or Dodgers because both those teams are going to win 90 games. Okay, They're going to be better than the Cardinals, but the Cardinals are going to win their division. The Diamondbacks are going to have upper 80s and wins. This is what I'm saying. But with the Mets, okay. Phillies, and Braves all having 90 wins, there's just not a way for them in the playoffs. But I think the Diamondbacks have 88, something like that wins. Okay, Just wow. want to make that clear. That's why I have so many Diamondbacks. But my prediction is oh the Diamondbacks gosh. are not only going to have their first Rookie of the Year winner, like I predicted earlier with Brandon Fatt, but in fact, they're going to have all three of the top vote-getters for the Rookie of the Year. And it's going to consist of Fad, Ryan Nelson, another starting pitcher who cracked the opening day roster, and Corbin Carroll. All three of those guys are going to headline the Rookie of the Year National League voting polls. So that is my kind of like going it. out on a limb there. Um, odds are probably not high, obviously, but I think that that would be something that would be pretty sick to see, obviously. So... Diamondbacks, you have gotten a lot of love for me. Yeah, geez. So please, uh, please don't go like sixty and a hundred or something. I would suck. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's my bold prediction, and and we'll see if somehow one of us is correct. All right, we're bookmarking this episode so we can come back in September and laugh at it. Oh, we definitely got to come back to this one for sure. For yeah. Sure. 
All right. Thank you guys for listening. Cannot wait for the season to start. Oh, my gosh. I know you guys are super excited, too. So we will keep coming at you with more content during the season. Until then, thank you very much for watching. Peace.